next guest on Tea Time is Max Kirsten, the sleep coach. Max has a clinic in Knightsbridge with a well-known client list. He studied health and well-being practices after battling with addiction and finding his mission in life to help others fulfill their potential and make positive changes. Max shares tips on well-being during the pandemic and his time as a therapist helping celebrities such as Adele and Ewan McGregor to give up smoking. He has written self-help books and is always working on podcasts and materials to help the wider public. Let's find out more. So welcome to Tea Time with me, Ali Monjat. Max, how are you? Hi, Ali. I'm very well. Thanks for having me on your show. Christmas is coming, isn't it? And it's a very unusual time of year this year. So, I mean, are you, because, you know, you're doing lots of things with your therapy work and, you know, have been doing for years. Have you found that you've got uh, an influx of clients recently? What a strange year. I mean, really, what a strange year. And I mean, almost no words. Who knew as we were entering 2020, worrying probably if you have a business and things about what on earth Brexit's going to finally do to us, that suddenly that would pale in comparison to what really hit us, which is this global pandemic that sort of seemed to come slowly over the hill and has engulfed everyone and everything. And since the first lockdown, which being in central London, was an extraordinary thing, both to see how empty the streets were and businesses were, you know, other than vital services were zeroed. And I think lots of businesses were supported, but I think that's when the anxieties and stresses began. And I've seen, because I moved my my one-to-one, I've got a practice in, in central London in Knightsbridge, I, w- I moved my one-to-one stuff if anyone wanted it to offer them a sort of, you know, a Zoom therapy sessions, which I was doing a little bit of, but very little. And suddenly I thought it would pick up. But actually the first lockdown, I think many people were so in shock about not going to work and the thought of talking about their anxieties and stresses, particularly if you've got a family in the house, you know, in another room. I think everybody was a bit uncertain on how to go about this process. Then it picked up towards the end of lockdown one. Then we sort of, we came out of it and there was a huge influx of people, mostly with anxiety and insomnia about everything that had happened. I think it's, it's affected more people than anyone realizes. And often we're being affected. I'm seeing it in ways that it's so subtle that the, the let's call it trauma for want of a word, but that we're all sort of struggling with what's happening, and it has it's paying a huge toll. And some people are drinking too much to get through it, and that's affecting their sleep. Some people are worrying too much, and that's affecting their sleep. Some people are sleeping better than ever, and. Uh, whether it's because of financial situation or not, some people just with all, you know, being able to sleep in, you know, and not have to commute. But then not commuting has all sorts of other negative effects because I think going out, changing and 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 being awake and change and, and traveling is very good for the for cognitive functions. So lots of home workers finding it very hard to have breaks between the you know, to partition the work. I think all these things have had a huge effect. So when the second lockdown hit, um, 
and everybody was wary of it then, but it, you know, and it was a little bit less blanket, but it, it, it I think it just ramped up people's anxieties even more. And this time people were coming out of the world wanting to do sessions. I'm sure plenty of other therapists, counselors, um, you know, CBTers, and I mean, I do a bit of all those things and, and sleep coaching. I, I've been inundated and I'm, I'm very glad that I created quite a few things for anxiety that during lockdown you could download. I just wanted to be, let people have them for free. I just thought a small gift, I can give them away for free, particularly to the NHS, anything that would help people be less anxious. Mm. And uh, now that we're sort of back, um, I think lots of people don't really want to come out of to be fully functioning and normal. I think lots of people have reevaluated their lives. I think lots of people have either left London or sold up if they could. I think uh, London seems very slow. I'm sure it's even slower north and south of the, the, the capital. I know that up north, it's terrible for people business. And I, and I just think, what a strange time. Entering Christmas after a lockdown where most people have not had or earned either any money or enough, looking at, it's wonderful that we might be able to spend at least some of our time with families, but you know, it's not a normal Christmas. And apart, and and I think most people haven't got any money and are worried about Brexit now. Even though the wonderful news is there's a vaccine and that's the best news ever, that but it's not going to just happen overnight. It's going to take time. You know, are there that you've said that you've put yeah. out anxiety podcasts and things to help people to give them tools? I mean. You know, is there more that can be done? I yeah. mean, how how do people work through this, Max? I mean, what would you suggest? I mean, you know, you you have you know basically worked as a therapist, and the way you turn to therapy is because you know you had your own addiction, and you know you're here doing this in such a way that you've got first hand experience. I mean, what what needs to be done to help people right now? Well, it's a huge question right I think some of the best things that have come out of such a challenging time has to be that we're able to talk like this video conferencing it used to be called but you know it enabled us to, to communicate and not be isolated I think that's the first good thing that digital technology has brought to the table during this and in terms of what I mean I can only do what I can do I was interested to notice that in fact more people in other countries were downloading my free stuff that I was offering during the pandemic than in fact in this country. And I have no answer for that. I was trying to, you know, promote it on social media and stuff, but it is what it is. I think what more can we do? Um, that everyone to some degree has been affected, if not traumatized by this year, 2020. And, uh, and the ramifications will go into 21 and beyond. And I think all of the supports, I think radio stations, I think therapists, I think platforms that are digital support groups. One of the most extraordinary things I saw during this pandemic is how many of the sort of 12 step fellowships that are out there, which used to be rooms in different streets across cities and places around the world, but all went digital. And these Zoom meetings that used to be sort of local became like a, a global series of things opening and closing through time zones. And people in different countries late at night could just go to a meeting in a different country at a different time zone and, and log on and share and talk to other people with the same issues. 
So I think the connectivity that we have is one of the big answers to how we we get through it. I don't think I is the answer. We is the thing, and uh, being part of that. I think these support groups are essential. I mean, who can afford to see a therapist once a week if your business is underperforming and you haven't got any money? So I think as many support systems, I'm actually building one for, I'm a sleep coach, among other things. So mm -hmm. I've just written a book on sleep and um, part of the book is that there's going to be a, a platform similar to these ones I was talking about, which will have, you know, people from all over the world, you know, because as the world is going to sleep on one side of the planet, the world is waking up. So for people that can't go to sleep or are unable to fall asleep, they can log on to the people waking up. And, and you know, this connectivity to me can be hugely helpful. I think it obviously has to be monitored a bit, otherwise the sorts of things can happen. But yeah. I think this form of global connectivity has to be a way to use technology in a positive, therapeutic, supportive way. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, the internet does allow us, doesn't it? I mean, I, I, mean, I didn't know until, you know, sort of March time, really what the internet can do. I mean, working in a, a, a TV studio, to, to then suddenly we were working at home instead of the studio or going out, you know, filming. And if if you'd said to someone like my boss at that time that, you know, you, you would be basically running all your interviews over Zoom, I he especially would have said, oh, my goodness, you know, what what do you mean? You know, this this can't be. But this this can happen. And we've seen that this can happen, that we can all connect online which is a very incredibly useful tool and I, I think it is a good thing it's a positive thing that we can start exploring because we're all in this together this whole pandemic is global you know it it is global and it it is interesting I mean I don't know about you but I I've certainly made connections with people in different places this year that you know, perhaps I wouldn't have spoken to you before, but only because I'm doing things online. Well, we haven't spoken to each other for years to start. I mean, I can't, you know, you're looking so well, and uh, with your with your sparkly cushions, <laughs> and uh, you know, we go back a long way. And and I think, yeah, it, it's amazing how we being isolated is almost becoming more perhaps more through choice, although not everyone has had a social network to rediscover. So, but I think that these, these hubs, these perhaps call them niche, but they're subject related, you know, can be a way to reach out and, and, and at the same time connect with people. So therapeutic. And I mean, you know, that when the iPhone and the smartphones and the Android sort of, you know, happened, what, in the mid you know, uh, in, in the noughties, I think it was called, isn't it? The, the 2000s. And anyway, when it when they occurred, was it 2006, seven? They were amazing novelty and amazing. I've always liked technology. I've been involved in technology kind of over the, quite a while before this all happened. But convergence, you know, that the computers, laptops, phones, all these things can all be joined together through this sort of much more seamless connectivity and different platforms is extraordinary. And yet, at the same time, you know, insomnia has gone right up because everybody's, you know, not understood some of the downsides of screens, 
the blue light. I think it really, it's easy to become dependent, if not addicted. And there's so many good things about them, but I have a 14 year old and, you know, I, he actually said to me the other day that, you know, without any prompting that he actually thinks he is addicted, which at least opens the conversation of how to work out how to moderate partition because even adults, I mean, you know, I go through town and I play a game sometimes. I just look, how many people are looking at their phone? It's an interesting game just to play, you know. 20 years ago, it wouldn't be a game. But since it all came along, you know, you see people everywhere, even, unfortunately, sitting in traffic, looking at their phones, walking, standing, you know, maybe they're walking a lamppost, everywhere. Sit standing up, sitting down, well, it's just fitted into everything we do. For everything that's good about it, there's an equally negative thing. And mostly it's the effect on, on sleep because mm. there's so many good things to see and do and there's so much to watch that uh, learning how to turn these things off or even wanting to turn these things off because you know, sleep's an inconvenience. So I'm seeing more people who, as a result of not getting enough sleep, are either... Um, feeling sort of a bit wrong and then looking for comfort and it can be comfort eating because not getting enough sleep leads to changes in hormonal balance and then and women you know, ghrelin and leptin hormones change and then one's always feeling slightly hungry and snacking and so so weight gain from not enough sleep is one of the consequences of all of this it isn't just anxiety that causes insomnia it's just being overactive and then additionally to that you've got um, things like um, other addictions, you know, I, 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 so I'm not against the technology, I think it's wonderful, and we should use it, particularly with all of this, but if it takes 45 minutes, give or take, to unwind from being, you know, on social media and instant, instant infinite scroll, and then lying in bed wondering why you're not able to fall asleep straight away, it's probably because you didn't give enough time to decompress from technology. So I think in time to come, all this will just be accepted. We know where the research is coming through that we've got to partition, we've got to recognize that sleep's more important and our health is more important. And these bits of technology can be used for good, but they can affect us negatively. And But right now we've got to get through this winter I mean, yeah and, i mean you know, sleep, as we face as you said christmas sleep deprivation though is sleep. yeah it, it is a, a disease really isn't it of the 21st century let's face it i mean lots of people suffer from sleep deprivation prior to the pandemic i mean now we we've probably seen an increase in people's behavior because of that really wouldn't you say yes and I think not sleeping leads to health problems, physical health problems, mental health problems, volatility, um, people having, you know, not getting enough sleep, being overreactive over traffic jams and narrow roads and being, you know, and, and probably getting overreactive, just, you know, we've all got to learn to get on. And if you're not getting enough sleep, probably there's a chance that someone who might already have cumulatively sleep deprivation and anger management issues, there are likely to be these outbursts. So I think we should all be trained to get more sleep. 
I feel for the people who, you know, the wonderful frontline people, but I feel for anyone who works, you know, frontline, who works night shifts, and they're all necessarily in hospitals or in, um, you know, in the forces or police or any, you know, there are just lots of people who work for the post office or who work for all sorts of, you know, deliveries and things through the night. And, and for them to get enough sleep is, is, a, is becoming, you know, we, the research shows this, not only difficult, but potentially long-term health-threatening. Yeah. I mean, I think I was reading the World Health Organization is now sort of sort of categorizing uh, night workers as a, as, a, as a possible carcinogen. That, that job is dangerous. So, right. you know, these are people that need help to, to find ways to get better sleep when they can. But I, I almost think that you know people should it should be sort of like there should be only so much time working at night in your life that you, when you are young that, that after a certain age you know it should be offered to other people because i think anyone who does it for too long it's going to hurt them because it becomes a, a circadian rhythm so it's i well it's more than that it's a pattern all life pretty much other than the nocturnals and even they are affected by it in a sort of reverse polarity. But most you know, humans need, as a, a plant, they respond to you know, waking, ideally with the sun coming up. We need light through the day. We operate. Uh, we need to eat and, and do other things. But, and then we should be, as, a, as the sun goes down, it sort of sim synchronizes. We have a body clock that's synchronized to that, or we sh it should be synchronized to that. And then we get tireder and tireder and go to sleep and get enough sleep. This is what the, this is the, the 20th century and before. And then it, that's been eroded and almost forgotten about. And there are lots of people emphasizing it because of the problems are easily solved. I mean, adjust or reset yourself to the wake sleep cycle of sunrise sunset. Once the body clock adjusts, many things improve less so for the night workers because even if they mm -hmm. get their quota of sleep and it isn't just eight hours we need different amounts but by by being opposite to that and trying to get the, the sleep in the daytime even if they don't see they used to think it was the actual light of the sky and the sun that set the clock but there's something else going on and it's almost like a, a magnetic or that means that people who are sleeping in the day are still not getting as good a sleep or as a restorative uh, um, uh, health defensive sleep as people who who sleep according to that circadian rhythm yeah so it's i funny. see what you mean it, it, it's a bit like um the way I see it is like the photosynthesis of a plant, isn't it? You know, you need that that light to, to make the plant grow and, to, you know, the oxygen and the carbon dioxide and that that type of thing. I mean, I think people can relate to that. You know, you take away the air currents, for example, and plants start to go wrong because they actually need an air current flowing over the leaves for that photosynthesis and respiration process. And... I mean, I have got a couple of, actually, you wouldn't know they were there in, in, in early winter, but uh, um, on, I've got some um, lilies, water lilies. They literally, each day in spring and summer, they, you know, they open to the light and they sit, you know, flowered on the water. 
And when the light dims and the sun sets and goes, they they literally they say that's all, folks, and they and they close for for the night and sit on the water like that. And they lit till they open and close. Out. It's amazing how how plants adapt in different ways according to the circadian sunrise sunset key. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, just to just, just talk away, move away from sleep for a minute. I mean, you you, you know you. You work yeah. with people who... One of the things. I'm obsessed with sleep, actually. You're right. It's so no, much more. <laughs> you mentioned, how did I get here? Well, my, you knew me when I was a slightly different guy, a younger guy, and, you know, and I was out and about, and it was fun, and, and sleep was an inconvenience, and I had a business, and, and I liked to go out at night, and, and, and I, you know, it was a different life. And, uh, and as a result of that kind of way of living, um, with a, in central London, I grew up in London. I suppose I had a predisposition for addictive behavior. Um, I actually know now, looking back on my life, that I, I probably could have been diagnosed with something like ADHD, ADD, all these various labels because I had those sort of characteristics. Mm. And that was missed. Um, and, but I, found unconsciously that I was drawn to things that made me feel slightly better. And that caused me lots of problems. And uh, so addictions were in my life. And then, you know, I kind of turned a sort of chapter, a huge chapter in my life, sort of 20 years ago, and found a different way to, to be, a healthier way to be. And it was part of what I would call my own recovery path, for want of a way of putting it as a cliche. Um, but it meant that I was I wasn't destroying my health. I found a way to live that was more fulfilling, healthier, and uh, almost like a, like it's like a pre a separate life. It's a second. Uh, looking back, there was another guy that lived all the way up to the point when I turned the corner, and I I know that guy. I recognize everything about that life, but I everything changed when I kind of I sort of had to implode slightly at the at the, at the end of the twentieth century. <laughs> In order to come, I'm lucky to live. I live. Some people don't make it, do they? Some people, for various reasons, have mental health issues, whatever causes it, and they make decisions that are often the wrong ones, and then they don't make it. So I was very, very, very lucky and had lots of support. Having come through it, I not only realised how important having a healthier lifestyle is, boring to some people, but it, you know, I haven't given up my love of music. I haven't given up enjoyment of seeing people and laughing and stuff i just i no longer need to knock myself sort of senseless with things and uh and then i decided that when i discovered this thing that we call the trance state or hypnosis or hypnotherapy i prefer to say i i knew that that was the thing that made me feel terribly good naturally without needing to take anything and then i shifted my whole career towards sort of health addictions, anxiety, insomnia, using one of those things as this hypnotherapy trance state. And, and the skills I learned, as a, the, I guess, a talk therapist, you know, CBTI, CBT, and all the things that I kind of have learned to use over the years means that it isn't just about being hypnotized. We're in and out of a trance all the time. So it's just learning how to work with people. And I, and I, and I hope 
to switch them on to be excited to make changes that they might not have thought they could do that you know if they make the you know, sort of say evolutionary leap they they realize wow you know i can feel amazing and you know self-care is a sort of pillar of one of the core issues of taking care of one's health oneself one's sleep one and and then you're in a better shape to have better healthy relationships without being reactive you know what I well, think, i'm in a better shape to be able I to have health good good can i just say one thing here yeah ha having known you for quite a few years Ali. yes um i mm. really really think that you're an inspiration i really do and i think you know that it, it's you. great that you found your your role in life that you found your purpose in life that you're able to help people I mean, you've helped some pretty high-profile people as well, such as Adele and Ewan McGregor with stopping them smoking. So, I mean, you really, really have turned this around. I, I help, hopefully help people to find their own power to do things. If that, that's my thing, helping people find their own. Because most people don't know, they, they kind of know they could, do, but they don't know how to access it or, or, or be consistent with it. So my goal is to inspire them. Thank you for saying that. But you know, you, look, you've changed so much. You've found your métier, as they say in French, your thing. You know, you talk to people, you bring out and 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 sh help people share what they're about with other people. You've got your thing, and I know you love doing what you love. You know, this is what you love doing. It is so great. I can tell in your eyes and your, you know, that you're enjoying what you do, and that's so great. To be, you know, to find the thing that you enjoy doing. Not to be one thing, but to find something that really isn't what I really. One day I'll be able to do something I love. I mean, why not head for it now? It might take months or you know to train or do something, but this is one life that we know. You know, use the time. You know, if there's another lockdown, do a course, read a book, study something you'd like to know more about, figure out how to head in the direction of something that you want to do. Well, do you know what? I think we've got a nation full of bakers, haven't we? This is the winter. I don't know. The moment spring comes, there's an awful lot of things. You know, the vaccinations will continue. Lots of the, the, mo the people most at risk will be safer or safe. Everyone else is younger. You know, it doesn't seem to affect young people. I think the businesses are affected. Time to start either a new business or particularly an online business, but there's never been a, you know, a time, despite how dark it started to get in the business world with Brexit kind of, you know, in, imminently about to affect us all in different ways. I don't know if they will do get a deal, but I think either way, it's going to be challenging. But this is the time to be starting to look at, you know, what really matters. Well, you know. Yes, you're right. No one knows how long any of us have got. Right. You know, I spent half my life trying to get, when, I, when I've done all this, I will, well, I will have achieved something, I will be able to enjoy my life. But if I just keep working towards this rainbow, but I never have time to enjoy a conversation with you or my family or do things that other people are doing, what am I working so hard for? To get old and wish I'd found time because suddenly I'm at the end of my life? I think the goal is to find, to have moments every day even if we have to work and earn money and you know pay, pay our way 
Surely life's all about moments. Um, to get through the difficult ones, maybe hopefully not alone, and to share the good ones, because you know, if you only have good moments with yourself, it's kind of, it feels kind of, it's on your own. Yes. About, you know, you want to share these things, you know, moments, make a difference in someone's life. I think it's more about outward than inward. I actually do think there's a sort of outward, make a difference, do something, check on a neighbor, do something each day, try and make a difference. If you're in society, contribute. Maybe take it. There's got to be a, a generative sharing goal that society, which is us, is heading for. And with voting and everything else, you've got to find a way for all of us to, even if you don't all agree, to be moving in that direction and being a part of it, not isolating and becoming. I think, you know, as we, we just said, the pandemic really has highlighted, you know, that the people or for everybody, you know, how you connect with people. And, you know, you're right, we all need people in our lives. And, it, you know, we all need to connect. So I think, this in a way it's kind of like a, a, a I see it as a resetting I see it as a resetting of you know our behavior if you look at the planet mm. I mean climate change it, it's kind of slightly reversed isn't it and we've still got a long way to go um we still have got a long way to go because we're still destroying it um and I, I loved that that film with David Attenborough that was amazing um did, have you seen it you know, my, my family's watched it. No, I haven't. I've, it's, it's here to watch, and I, I almost can't bring myself to watch it because, as important as it is, I know I'm going to feel sad. And, and I mean, I'm, but I'm reading things all the time, and I, and I will over, over this, 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 this Christmas, I will watch it. Um, but you know, I, and I love him, and I, and I love everything he's done, and, and I love the fact that in, even in his later years, if anything, he's stepping up even more to put pressure on us all to wake up and try and do something before it is too late. And, you know, I feel as though from having been an angry, rebellious teenager back in the day to a sort of definitely not wanting to be part of society for the next gen a decade or two, that it, you know, it's falling now to me as a sort of not, I don't know, I am as an oldish person, let's be honest, but, you know, that... It's up to us to help the younger generations, you know, our kids, our teenagers, our 20, you know, 20 year olds, they're looking at this world that mostly they had nothing to do with it being like it is. It's, it's everyone, parents age upwards, who's responsible for what we're in. Mm. And they want us to wake up to that and, and, and properly do something about it. It's up to us. This is it. Yeah. I hope anyone who's been watching, listening to this has found it remotely helpful. Anyone who wants to download, uh, there's some free ones actually on my maxkirsten.com website. If they want to go there, they can just find there's some free ones. You know, there's a relax, there's one for helping you sleep. There's a few that just explore them. You know, take advantage of free stuff. Um, and, and, you know, the bigger picture of what I want to do, I suppose, is, is, is be part of, of making a difference even if it's only one life at a time. Surely the positive is, is it may, it's a nice feeling. It's, it's just it's a better feeling. Having a life of meaning is sort of a lot better than having a meaningless or seemingly meaningless life. So, you know, that's, that's my mission. It, and it's to inspire other people, I hope, to find the courage to step up and do things that they only talk about. 
Anyway, Max, thank you for coming on Tea Time. It, it's been really brilliant to chat. Thank you, Alan.